So now what I want to dig into is the part of your business where you're delivering the first seven touch points in your business when somebody comes into your business. So let me tell you what those seven touch points are. The very first touch point is the immediate, the initial landing page. I'm going to assume that initial landing page is a squeeze page. Now, it could be an informatory, like a pre-squeeze page page that leads folks to a squeeze page. If that's the case, you'll just do what I'm sharing with you for one additional page. You may have eight points instead of seven. We're going to start this with your squeeze page. The second place is the place where people go after they visit your squeeze page, which ideally will be if, if you're attempting to sell quickly, ideally that's going to be a page that has a, a link to the free download, and then it's going to say something like, wait, before you listen to that or before you download that, read this important letter, and then the letter is going to share with them a way to get 10 times more training for a low price. So it's, it's, a, it's a teaser offer of sorts. It's, it's an introductory offer. I like that. The idea of an introductory offer. It may even be tied to a membership. They may have an option to subscribe to monthly updates, et cetera, et cetera. That's the second touch point. So the first touch point is the opt-in page. The second touch point is what sometimes we think of as, you know, that initial uh, uh, teaser opportunity, that get-to-know-you type of an opportunity. And then there's five more touch points. Those five touch points are probably going to come through the next five emails that go out. The next five emails will determine if people trust you or not. The next five emails, in addition to the squeeze page and the landing page, will determine whether people trust you or not, whether they follow you long run or not, whether they buy from you long run. And, and if, you don't, if you don't capture their attention during those five, first five to seven touch points, they'll probably never, ever buy from you. Ever. On my own lists, I've discovered that somewhere between like 50, 70% of first sales occur between 21 and 30 days, and 50% of those occur in about the first week, which means that the bulk of my business and my sales is driven by first month activity. And that doesn't mean all the revenue comes in the first month. I mean, if somebody joins at $97 a month program on day 10 and they stay in it for 12 months, hey, whatever that number, 85% of the revenue comes in in months 2, 3, 4, all the way through 12. But the initial touch was in month 1. If someone buys a product every single month for the next 12 months, odds are they bought the first one in the first month. If they don't buy the first month, they'll probably never buy. Right now, Sometimes when I teach on something like this, someone might think, well, does that mean I should not have a long-term campaign? Absolutely not. I said they're likely, they're most likely not to buy. Now, just because they're most likely not to buy doesn't mean that somebody won't stay on your list for three years and finally buy. But you can't, you can't build a viable business by counting on someone to buy in three years. You need them to buy now, and if they buy in three years, that's great. The second thing is if somebody buys in the first month, they're likely to buy in the second month. They're likely to buy in the third month. And if they're still buying in month 36, they're likely to buy in month 36. So you, you want to have something that continues for a very long time into the future because people are going to buy, but you're not going to stake your business on it. That means that if your business is struggling, if, 
if you're struggling to get off the ground, if you're struggling to grow your business, the, the, the key place to work on your business is those first seven touches, not the 36 months. Now, once you have the first seven touches right, maybe you could go to the eighth touch. So I want you to imagine that somebody comes onto your list. Now, obviously, on one particular person, there's a possibility that they're going to do something. Maybe there's a 10% possibility that they're going to buy from you in the first 10 days. So if we just talk about one person, it's going to kind of feel funny because it's going to be like a person making a tenth of a sale. No person's going to make it a tenth of a sale. They're either going to buy or they're not going to buy, but one person does not have a probability of buying. Any one person has a 10% or a 7% probability of buying on your list. So we're going to imagine that you bring 100 people onto your list at a given point in time. It may be a month. It may be a year. But 100 people join your list. If 100 people join your list, how many of those are we going to expect to buy? Right now, we can even move back further and to say to get 100 people on your list, you may need 300 people to come to your squeeze page. You need 300 people to come to your squeeze page and 100 people join the list. Now, if right now it takes 1,000 people to come to your website to get 100 people on your list, that's less efficient than if it only took 300. And so that's the very first touch point is to get that squeeze page performing better. You see, no matter what your sales, your sales conversion rates are, if you double or triple your squeeze page rate, then you will find you have double or triple the number of people on your list. And if everything else stays the same, your revenue will be double or triple. So now, when you look at that first touch point, once they become a subscriber, she had 100 people becoming a subscriber. If 1% of those buys on your that initial sales landing page where they're going to get the free recording or the free ebook at the very top of the page, and they're going to have an opportunity to read through the sales letter and perhaps buy, if only 1% buys, then there's X amount of revenues. But if all you do is optimize that page for the next 30 days until 5% are buying, You'll have five times more buyers on day one. Now, that still may not pay for your list, but if you have five times more buyers on day one, you're also going to have five times more buyers in 30 days or in 60 days. Why? Because people who buy on day one are likely to buy in the next month. People who do not buy on day one are less likely to buy next month. So if you increase your sales on day one by five times, you've also, assuming you have products to sell, I mean, hey, if you only have one product and you sell it on day one, you're out of business for that client. Let's say you have five products to sell, month one, month two, month three, month four, month five. If you increase your sales on day one by five times, you've likely increased sales in month two, three, four, and five by five times. Notice the lever ability here. If you can get three times as many subscribers to come in on a squeeze page and five times as many to buy on day one, you've increased the possibility of revenue by 15 times with exactly the same amount of traffic, and that's all based on what you do on day one. You see, we can take a page that people don't see for 12 months and optimize that page till we're blue in the face. But if only 0.01% of people buy anyway, and we increase that to 0.05, which is a five times increase, that's going to do almost nothing for revenue. But if you make the same five times increase on day 
one, the same five times increase on day one, you'll increase your revenue for your entire campaign by five times. So now the first touch point is they're going to get this email. Now, if they get a, a, a sales email that's just really salesy and makes them feel like you're sleazy and slimy, and they unsubscribe on day one or worse yet, they don't unsubscribe it. They decide they're just never going to buy from you, and they don't like you, and they continue to receive your emails, and they continue to click, and they continue to not like you. They're never going to buy from you. And you say, Sean, that's a really strong word, never, because maybe one out of a 1,000 people would change their mind. Yeah, you're right. One out of a 1,000 people might change your mind, and, and if that's the case, then 0.01% deviation from never. It's not quite never. It's Point zero one percent deviation from never. For convenience sake, folks, please allow me to say never. Because you can't build your business on a point zero one percent chance of anything. You can't do it. And so what that means is that your first email going out should be the kind of email that inspires trust. And I can't tell you exactly what that email should be for you. That email might be, hi, my name is Sean Mize, and I notice that you just downloaded my XYZ training, and if for some reason you missed that download link, here it is again. I want to let you know that I've been in your shoes before. I've struggled with X, Y, and Z, and I've discovered some things over the years that have really helped me. And over the next few days and months, as you read my emails, I'm going to teach you a little bit about it as we go through those emails. And by the way, I've got some training programs that might help you as well, but I'm not going to bombard you with them right now. Now, if you answer your emails personally, you could even include in that email. By the way, if you ever have any questions for me personally, just and then tell them how to get in touch with you, whether it's email, maybe you use chat, whatever. Give them a way to be able to get in touch with you if that's what you do. Now, I'm not dictating that email for you. I'm just suggesting that, that what I just dictated is something that's, that it inspires trust and transparency, not because of the exact words in it, but a lot of it's just because of the candidates. Where did that come from? Well, because I'm just speaking from the heart right now, and that first email should speak from the heart. You see, if that email can increase by five times the number of people who like to be on your list, that will increase by five times the total number of sales all the way through. And we could multiply that five times the five sales times the two at the very beginning, and then we might begin to get into something ridiculous. But I hope that you're beginning to see that if we can optimize what happens on day one and day two, amazing things occur. Now, maybe we say on day two or day three for our next email, we need to make a sale. Now, this can vary from niche to niche. Sometimes if we try to make a sale that soon, it just really backfires. But at the same time, sometimes, and this may be something you have to test on your own list, you know, split test two different campaigns and see what happens after day 15. The truth of the matter is, if, if you're selling especially at a low ticket level, you need to get people buying as soon as possible because if you don't, they probably never will buy from you. And so on day two or three, you're going to send an email out that sends them to a sales letter. There's two critical things that you need to test and optimize on that day or two or three email. That means the click-through rate on that email and the opt-in rate on that email. You see, if your opt-in, if your, I mean not your opt-in rate, your open rate, your open rate. If your open rate is 10%, it could be 20. If you can get it up to 20, you'll make twice as many clicks, you'll make twice as many sales. If that's all you do is optimize the open rate. How do you fix the open rate? Two things determine the open rate. The prior email, which, again, is trust-based. And then after the prior email, the next thing that is extremely important is 
The subject line itself, does it inspire trust? Does it make people want to open the email? You've got to test that and figure it out. Now, once you've tested that and figured it out, the next step for you is going to be optimizing the click-through rate. What can I get do to get people to go to the sales page? Once they go to the sales page, we must split test that sales page. We must track conversion. If those conversions are 3% and we can get them up to 9%, we triple the number of people that buy. And if we triple the number of people that buy, we triple the number of people that might buy an upsell, that might buy the membership, and might buy down the road. Are, are you beginning to, to see what's happening here? Now, I'm, I'm not going to be like a parent here, a monkey here, and, and, and repeat this for the next three touch points, but the idea is the same. You've got to optimize open rates and click-through rates for those first five emails and then optimize conversion rates on the sale, whatever it takes. Now, we could talk about this going into the future. We could say, okay, once they've made that first sale, maybe they graduate to another email campaign. They graduate to another email campaign. Maybe there's a touch point in there, too. Maybe you have five core products and you've got five sales letters. You need to be optimizing the conversion rate for those five. You've got 20 products. Find the five that make the most sales and focus initially on optimizing those five. You see, what happens is when you zero back in time and you find the seven touch points, the eight touch points, the five sales letters, the five emails that make the most impact, you can specifically optimize and maximize those particular touch points. And when you do, it increases everything on down the road. Now, the same model occurs if we are inviting prospects to our website. So let's say that we're using videos. Five to seven segments of your videos, if you're using, say, a YouTube channel, and you've got ten different topics, and if you track how many people that go to your YouTube channel become subscribers and eventually buy, you'll probably find that 80% of them are coming from two topics on your channel. So once you find that out, you don't want to continue creating videos on all 10 topics. You want to just create them for the two. Or maybe you find that five to seven videos are driving almost all of your business, then those five to seven are the ones that you promote. Those are the ones that you put on your social media pages. Those are the ones that you put in your forum signatures. Those are the ones that you drive traffic to. Those are the ones you tell prospects about. Those are the ones that you put in the signature line or the resource box on the articles that you write. You see, in everything that we do, we've got to find out what our key drivers are, whatever those key drivers are, and then maximize. I remember when I was doing article marketing heavily, I had like 80 or 90 different topics that I would write articles on, and we used to write in batches. We had, say, 10 of one topic and 10 of another topic. For 80 or 90 topics, we'd have eight or 900 articles over the course of a few months. I did some split testing and discovered that about three of those topics were generating almost all of my profit, meaning that the three, three topics would make me like $150 or $200 per article. Most other topics were averaging $5 an article. Or if I'm paying $7 an article and making $5, I'm at a loss, but the problem is with a batch of 800 or 900 articles, when 30 of those articles are making 150 or $200 a piece, it's easy to look at the total batch and say, I'm profitable. But what, what truly improves your profitability is when you find those three topics that are driving all the, prob 
as the profitability, and then instead of writing eight or 900 articles in a few months, we could write 200 articles on the highly important topics and double or triple revenue, double or triple, triple profit. In every category of everything that you do, there are two to seven key drivers that if you can figure out what those things are, you will double, triple, quadruple sales, et cetera, et cetera. And remember, this is iterated. If your business has several touch points or choke points, say the first one is traffic, the second one is squeeze page, the third one is emails, the fourth one is sales letters, the fifth one is a coaching program. If you triple traffic by using this process for a month, and then next month, you triple squeeze page rates. Next month, you triple first sales. Next month, you triple email opens and clicks. The next month, you triple the conversion rates. The next month, you triple the people in your coaching program. You start multiplying that all that together, you'll have something amazingly amazing that happens. I want to give you some hypothetical numbers. I'm going to do this totally off the top of my head. I'm not, I don't have a spreadsheet in front of me, which means as I do some of this math, it may be wrong. That's okay. When I do this math, it may be wrong. You're going to do the math, and you're going to make it work for you, but you're still going to see the changes that occur. Now, I'm going to create five touch points. I'm going to imagine 1,000 visitors. I'm going to imagine 1,000 visitors. I'm even going to imagine a $1,000 cost to get those visitors. So I'm going to imagine a $1,000 cost to get those visitors, just so that we have some numbers to work with. So obviously the real costs are 1,000 visitors. If they're, I mean, if you're in a very competitive environment, real cost might be $5 a visitor. And if you're not in a competitive environment or you're getting some cheap traffic sources, you know, it might be $0.10 cents a visitor. We're just going to use a dollar. It's going to be really easy for me to calculate without a calculator and without a spreadsheet. I want you to imagine 1,000 visitors, our outlay is a dollar apiece, so it's $1,000. A thousand visitors, and I want to imagine the squeeze page is a 10% conversion rate. So we're going to get 100 subscribers. Out of those 100 subscribers, I want you to imagine that on day one, one of them buys from you on day one and spends 20 bucks on day one. And then I want you to imagine that based on opens and clicks and the sales letters that you have in the next 30 days, let's say five more people buy from you and spend an average of $20. So what this means is 1,000 visitors, $1,000 outlay, 100 subscribers, and $120 in revenue after the first month. You're at a loss. You're upside down. Now, it would be easy to look at this and say the problem is my traffic's really bad. It would be easy to say that. But I want to show you something. I want you to imagine now that you work on your squeeze page until it converts instead until it converts at 30% instead of 10%. So now we get 300 subscribers, and on day one, instead of buying one item, the 300 buy three, obviously. The same 1%, three. And over the next month, instead of five purchases, there's 15 more. So that's a total of 18 purchases for $20. So that's $360 in revenue. You could look at this and say, Sean, boy, we're still upside down. Second month, still upside down. I, I cannot run a business like that. You're absolutely right. You can't run a business like that. But it may not be the traffic. It could be the traffic. I don't know, but I want to show you something. I want you to imagine now that we get that first day conversion rate up to 
percent instead of one percent. So now we've got the same 300 subscribers, same thousand visitors, same 300 subscribers, but instead of making three sales, we make 15. We make 15 sales on that first day. So times 20 bucks, we make $300 the first day. Now, because we've sold five times as much, it's highly likely if we've got a good campaign and we sold 15 units prior over the course of a month, we get five times more buyers. Obviously, we're still working on optimization and conversion rates. There's a good shot we could do another 75 sales over the course of the month, and that's without fixing any of those sales pages. So since we've done, we've done uh, five times three is 15, plus 75 sales in the month, we've got 90 sales at 20 bucks. We have jumped to $1,800. Notice we're just making incremental, incremental improvements here. We've got a squeeze page that goes from a 10% conversion rate to a 30% conversion rate. We've got a first sale that goes from a 1% conversion rate to a 5% conversion rate. And everything else stays the same. And we're at $1,800 on $1,000. Now, most of you are probably thinking, I still can't make a living at that. But the truth of the matter is, if you invested ten grand a month, you could take out eighteen, and that's a pretty good living for most people. Now, I get the fact that there's a, a pretty large investment there. Now, let's face it, if you opened up a coffee shop, you'd probably spend five or ten grand a month to do twenty grand a month, and that would be your profit. So with an online business, if, if you spend, you, you make this investment. Now, a lot of times with online business, we're not used to making that kind of an investment. So let's take a look at one more number. Imagine if we would optimize open clicks and conversion rates over five products over those first 30 days. And instead of selling at $20, we would sell at $30. So let's say instead of doing 75 sales over the course of the next month, or maybe even spreading it out over 45 days since we're raising the price, we're able to do 150 sales at $30. In addition to the initial sales, I think we said 15 sales at 20 so that's, what, $300. But on the back end, now we've got 150 sales at $40, we have $6,000 back end. So now we've invested $1,000 in traffic, and we've generated $6,300 over the course of the month. Now, all of this was a hypothetical, you know, just hypothetical to show you how these small changes can make a big difference. The truth of the matter is we're probably not going to get to the point where if we get 300 people in, we're going to do 150 sales. You know, if we have multiple products for people to buy, you know, 150 or 300 people in might more, be more realistic in the 60 to 75 range, but... But we used a $40 average earlier. If the first sale is a $20 sale, future sales should be in the $100 to $200 range. So the numbers kind of work out if you run all that. And I told you these weren't going to be cute, perfect numbers. I didn't run a spreadsheet to make it work. I'm just giving you some numbers off the top of my head. You're going to, and, and I'm glad that they're, they're a little skewed. They were, they're a little low on the front. They're a little high on the back. I want you to run them for your own business. Right now, what are your actual numbers right now? Then I want you to imagine that you can do something reasonable. So maybe reasonable is doubling your squeeze page rate. Maybe reasonable is doubling your conversion rates. Maybe reasonable is doubling some click rates. I want you to run those things, and I want you to see what can happen to your revenue. 
You see, if you're investing $1,000 right now and making $1,000, then you're breaking even. You can't quit your job on breaking even. But if all you do is do some things that get you to four times or five times the revenue on the same cost, now you're in good shape. Meaning that if you invest $1,000, you take out five grand. If you invest, you just double your investment, make it $2,000, you take out 10 grand. Or you take in 10 grand, so you take out eight. What if you could get to the point where you're investing 10 grand a month and taking out 40 or 50 grand? That's what scaling is all about. You see, a lot of times folks try to scale before they're profitable. If you're driving 1,000 visitors right now and you're not profitable, I can guarantee you that if you were to find a way to drive a million visitors next month, you still won't be profitable. You're not profitable. You're not profitable per visitor, so if you double the number of your visitors, you're still going to be not profitable. You folks try to increase their profitability by adding traffic. The only time that adding traffic increases total profitability is if you are profitable and you drive more of the same traffic that made you profitable. The problem is many times when people try to drive additional traffic, they drive less profitable traffic, and it pulls down their total profitability. And a lot of times people feel like if I can just get more products out there, if I can just get more prospects in, if, if I can just do this better, if I can just do that better, the bottom line is if you focus on those initial key drivers, doubling or tripling squeeze page rates, doubling and tripling open rates on the first 10 emails, doubling or tripling conversion rates on the first five products you sell, doubling and tripling conversion rates on the very first product that people are able to buy, increasing cost rates. You know, we, I'm talking about doubling or tripling, but if you've got a bad email in there that destroys trust, you might be able to increase sales 10 times just by getting that one lousy email out and getting some new emails in. So I hope that by now I've inspired you to look at your business and that in your mind you're and you're thinking, there are some things in my business that I can definitely target. There are some touch points. There are some choke points. There are some saddle points that I can definitely target very, very specifically. I can zero in on these touch points, and this will allow my business to explode. And, and I'll tell you, when you begin to do this kind of thing, it's amazing what can happen in your business because, you know, a lot of times we talk about exponential things occurring in your business. This is the kind of thing that can have an exponential impact.